Hey, girl. It's your old soccer buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent January 28th in the year of our Lord 2019. Welcome to Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. <laughs> it's a blizzard, baby. It's cold as a motherfucker. It's uh, a bit of a dust up, a bit of a dust up here in downtown Toronto, where I live. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, my name is Jonathan Ramcharan, stand-up comedian extraordinaire, actor extraordinaire, alcoholic, two years and two months of sobriety, extraordinaire, temporary laborer. Extraordinaire. I'll do anything that makes the sound of money. Ka-ching! Don't give a blood clot fuck, man. I'll wash dishes. I'll buff fucking floors. I'll take your dog for a walk, you know? I'll play with your kids. I'll babysit your kids. I'll park your car. I'll shovel your driveway. Whatever the fucking, whatever the fucking circumstances call for, baby, I'm making that money. So them are the four, four, four fucking things that define me at the moment. Actor. Comedian, alcoholic, temporary laborer. So welcome to Jonathan Ramtran the podcast. You're formally invited. Uh, yeah, hit me up, jr.thepodcast. You got any fucking questions, queries, or qualms? Want to talk to me? Want me to, want me to answer a couple questions? Want me to talk about something on the podcast? Hit me up. Let me know you're listening. Let me know you love me. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and yes, I live in... Downtown Toronto, Canada. It's my home. And right now it's under a fucking snow, fucking winter winter wonderland warning. Goddamn snowstorm outside. But hey, yo, like, we had it coming. We had a very mild winter. So, yo, like, that's how it is. Winter is rearing its ugly fucking face, ugly neck, ugly ball sack. Uh, Old man winter is whipping out his cock and fucking us, uh... You know, and it's going to be a hard fucking dicking probably for the next couple months. You know, at least till the end of February. And then, yo, we're scot-free, home-free, baby. Spring's around the corner, baby. I got a boner. Ooh. So, yes, um, what I want to speak about on the podcast uh, today is um, actually a lot of blessings. 2019 is kicking off like a motherfucker for Jonathan Ramtran here. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're um, reinvesting in all the excitement and hope and, uh, you know, ambition that you had in you to start the year. I hope you're carrying it through to the end of this month and onward, baby. It's still fucking resolutions. It's still resolution season. It's still time to grab your fucking dreams by the collar and shake it, you motherfucker. Where's my money? Where's my money, motherfucker? Beat it like it owes you money, man. You know, treat it like your dick. Wake up. Daddy's horny. I don't know. Whatever you got to do to get yourself in the mood. Get those resolutions made. Accomplish something. You're worth it. You are. (laughs) You are. You're worth it. So, you know, do something about it, all right? Resolutions. So I'm doing good, man. I'm going hard on 2019 here, yo. And, um, like, uh, one of the things I wanted to do was get into an acting class. Well, I did. Let me tell you about it. 
So yeah, I'm off the, I'm, I'm fresh off the heels of an acting class, an acting intensive um, I went to last night, last night, which was Sunday night. And uh, yo, it was blessed. It was blessed. It was, uh, you know, it was an experience. So it was a Meisner class, Meisner. And let me give you a little bit, little, let me give you a little bit of info on Sanford Meisner, all right? So, this is according to IMDB, Internet Movie Database, I believe is the uh, website. So, uh, let me see here. Let me pull this bitch up. Okay. Sanford Meisner is one of the most respected and influential acting teachers of the 20th century. Meisner, Stella Adler, and Lee Strasberg are generally regarded as America's three greatest acting teachers. Founding member of the Group Theater, 1931 to 1941. Began teaching at New York's Neighborhood Playhouse School of the Theater in 1935. Head of the acting program, 1936 to 1958 and 1964 to 1990. Head of the 20th Century Fox Talent Program, 1959 to 1961. Developed what is known as the Meisner Technique influenced by Stanislavski system. His students include Academy Award winners Joan Fontaine, Jennifer Jones, Grace Kelly, Edmund O'Brien, Joe Van Fleet, Joanne Woodward, Gregory Peck, Joel Gray, Lee Grant, Diane Keaton, John Voigt, Mary Steenburgen, right? Yeah. And Robert Duvall, as well as directors Bob Fosse and Sidney Pollack, author of Sanford Meisner on Acting with Dennis Longwell, right? So that's a little bit of a info session, biopic on uh, Sanford Meisner. He was like this little weird cuckolded guy from like the, you know, like I said, the 1930s. Ah! I want truth, damn it. Truth, God damn it. I'm an acting teacher. Ah! I watched this documentary about him. Actually, they mentioned it here too. Uh, subject of the documentary, American Masters, Sanford Meisner, the American theater's best kept secret. Directed by Paul Ken, sorry, Kent Paul, 1990. So yeah, in that fucking documentary, Sanford Meisner, you know, he's like, I don't know, fucking 75, 80 years old at that time. And he's just like, he had like a, he had like, um, he had like a tracheotomy because he was like a chain smoker and he had like esophageal cancer or some bullshit. So like he used to like wheeze like a motherfucking chimney and he spoke with, he spoke with like this little microphone that was like in his neck, right? So like, you know, he put this little microphone up to his like throat hole. You know when they, when they burrow a hole through your throat when you get esophageal cancer because you've been a smoking idiot for fucking, you know, 50 plus years. So this asshole had fucking emphysema or some shit. So they had to like rip out his throat. So like whenever he spoke, he had this hole in his throat and he'd, he'd stick a microphone next to his throat and it'd be like this wheezing sound, this like a wheezing, disembodied kind of sound. Be, ah, my name's Sanford Meisner, goddammit. Ah, I'm an acting teacher. I want truth, goddammit, truth. What's your motivation? I don't believe ya. That's not acting. If you want to be an actor, you're going to feel it in your gut. You're going to feel it in your soul. It's going to live, breathe. The theater is ephemeral. Ah, I am one of the three leading greatest acting coaches in America. My teachers, my students are John Fonda. You know, he was like this little weird, cuckolded, little bald Jewish guy. But like just a wealth, a fucking wellspring of um, acting information. He coined uh, his own sort of uh, style, the Meisner technique. It was basically based on like the Stanislavski system. 
And for all y'all laymans out there, people who don't know much about acting, including myself, I'm a fucking hack, but like, basically the Stanislavski system is what is known as method acting. And what that basically means, uh, it means a lot of things, but the, one of the main tenements of method acting is like emotional memory. So like uh, emotional memory, emotional recall. That's like um, going deep into your psyche, going deep into your head space and finding triggers that elicit um, certain emotions in you. You know, like let's say you had some traumatizing thing happen to you. Uh, let's say you got robbed and assaulted. You know, you got your ass beaten down, your wallet stolen, somebody took your high heels, they beat you down on the sidewalk, pissed on you. Like, that's traumatic. So, like, an actor might, you know, use that as fuel to have an emotional life on stage, on screen. And uh, that's just kind of one of the tenements of, uh, you know, uh, the Stanislavski system, the method acting. Well, Meisner had his own spin on it, which was kind of like... Um, the if, if I'm getting this right, uh, the magic if, so like acting as if under circumstances. Because Meisner, he wasn't so much into the whole method acting, like uh, emotional memory, like I mentioned there. He wasn't so much about drawing up old emotion, rather creating an imaginary life. And how, you, how can you access an imaginary life and how can you access your emotions at the drop of a ball sack, you know, like, you know, let's say you're at a fucking casting session and at the drop of a ball sack, plop, all right, act, baby, you know, like, you, you got to learn how to draw, you got to learn how to pull out those emotions at the drop of a ball sack as an actor, right? So that's kind of like the, the Meisner method um, in a nutshell, you know, I'm not getting it all. I'm not uh, conveying it all. There's a lot more to it. Um, and I'll get about, and I'll talk about that a little bit here in my in my experience about what happened in this class, but uh, that's kind of loosely who Meisner was and what he was about. So, anyways, I went to I went to one of these Meisner classes, and they're pretty intense. They're a pretty intense style of um, acting, actor training, right? It's all about um, you know there's exercises and they're called repetition exercises. The main goal being to access. Um, an emotional life between you and your partner, sending each other little signals, gifts, repeating phrases back and forth at each other in order to, to achieve a, an inner emotional honesty, an inner emotional life. Now, these are things that are, as an actor myself, like they're... Acting is a trade that you can only really get good at by doing, though there is some theory involved, in my opinion. You can read about how to act. You can learn about different methods, like as I mentioned, this, the method acting, the Stanislavski method, or you can get into the Meisner, like I talked about here, like uh, the different little triggers and tools in which to to um to access your like inner imaginary life 
but it's 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 a it's a trade that you can only really learn by doing in my opinion and the theory makes more sense through your experience if you have experience with acting then that's when the theory starts to make a little bit more sense so just explaining it i hope i'm kind of painting the picture for you but it's like you know it's it's acting is basically a trade that you can only truly learn through experience and the theory makes a lot more sense through your experience and why it's so important these little um these ideas of emotional memory which is like Stanislavski method acting emotional memory why that is so important or like the Meisner technique which is more so the magic if emotional imaginary inner life which is like the Meisner way why these things are so important is cuz it's truly the difference between let's just say for the sake of argument good and bad acting what is bad acting in my opinion bad acting is something that is um you know number 1 it's just bad let's say it's just hacky bad washed up uninspired poorly sloppily delivered shitty unmotivated you know passionless flaccid you know just shit acting or it could also be um you know lackluster middle of the road mediocre mm, okay whatever so and so yeah whatever they yeah they i guess they did the job but it it, it made no impression it's you know they fulfilled the duty sure yeah they stood there they opened their mouth they said some lines yeah i guess they're acting so that's kind of like what bad acting is good acting you fill in the blank good acting is like all those actors and actresses when you watch a movie and you're like holy fuck like i'm there with them they're on this emotional journey they're playing this character they're opening up in ways they're telling a story with such vibrancy and such poetic charm and magnetism and just passion and you know lust greed desire anger envy pain frustration joy elation just all these gamuts of emotion and tension and you know you know like just the fucking you know like i never felt so alive like that type of shit right that fucking pulsating beat of a heart you know the rumbling of a ball sack the tremor of a titty the fucking flapping of a vagina like the fucking sex fuck fight flee reaction like that uh, that like that's good acting right so you fill in the blank whenever you've seen somebody do that that's good acting so that's the difference what i talk about it's you know that's what i mean it's like yeah sure imaginary emotional inner life emotional memory emotional recall imagination like that sounds very vague to the person who doesn't train as an actor but to the person who trains as an actor it makes a lot of sense well i mean i don't know what it makes sense to them or not but the but what an actor a true actor strives for is to be able to access those emotions readily freely and fully that's what we're trying to access and that's the difference between good and bad acting. So anyways, yeah, I went to this Meisner class and uh it was good. It was blessed. And um you know, I, like I was saying, like I I um uh well, let me just tell you what happened. So like, you know, um 
I go down there and, you know, it's like, you know, five o'clock. Uh, the class was from like five, started at five. So like, as soon as I walk through the door, though, of course, me, I got to say something. I got to, you know, bring up these points. Like, I'm, you know, I just, I am who I am, right? Like, I go through the door and, um, you know, the, 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 there's a lady there. She's like uh, the teacher's associate, the teacher's pet. She was actually a very nice lady, a very nice woman, actually. Um, but anyways, like, um, <laughs> you know, I walk through the door. She goes, oh, hi, hi, are you here for the Meisner class? Um, yes, yes, I'm here for the Meisner class. Okay, uh, do you got the $20? Do you got the $20? Like, she just jumped right into it. I, was like, I felt like I was talking to a drug addict or something. I'm like, oh, easy, like, yeah. Fuck, like, you know, actors are so desperate to make a dollar in this day and age. Holy fuck. Welcome to the acting class. So good to meet you. Do you got the $20? Just right to the business point of it, right? But hey, yo, like, this is life. You got to get to the business. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. And I, you know, opened up my wallet, broke her off a 20, water off a duck's ass, baby. I'm balling. Anyway. <clears throat> so I paid this fucking spinster and, uh, you know, gave her the 20 bucks. And, uh, you know, I go and I take a seat, and um, it's this beautiful little um, black box theater. And, like, if you're new to theater, um, or, like, you know, basically, well, well, whatever. Like, in the world of theater, in the world of film, I guess black box is, um, it's, like, it's like the training room. It's like um, the typical studio setting for, like, theater rehearsals or, like, a film rehearsal, like, an acting class. It's usually in theater more so, I'd say, because um, film is more dependent upon the project. Like, a lot of times with film, there's not many rehearsals. That's, a, that's another different thing about film is a lot of the rehearsal is done on the actor's time. They go and they rehearse on their own, blah, 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 whatever. They come to set, ready to shoot. Well, in theater, there's more of a rehearsal process. Generally speaking, some films rehearse, some don't. But anyways, in theater, there's, us- there's always rehearsal. So, um, well, I shouldn't even say that. What the fuck was that? Hello? Did you guys hear that? Something fell over in my apartment. Whatever, I'll go look at it later. Probably just my ego. Ooh, where was that? Uh, anyways, um, yeah, something fell out of my closet. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Yeah, black box. So, um, uh, in theater, you know, a black box is like a, uh, you know, it's a room that's painted all black. Black box. I don't know why. Maybe it's just better for, it's, it's just, it's a very theater, it's a very, I don't know, it's, it's conducive to a theater production. It's conducive to a performance. You know, a black box theater, uh, the walls are painted black, the ceiling's black, the floor is usually black. And then the chairs. It's just something about it, it really lends itself to a performance. So anyways, I walk into this studio, and it's a beautiful black box little studio. Chairs are set up, everything. There's actors, you know, a bunch of weirdos, hot chicks, uh, you know, cuckolds, a bunch of, you know, the, your, your typical run-of-the-mill actors. You know, there's always a few hot chicks, a couple creepy-looking dudes, a couple cuckolds, a couple, um, you know, beefcakes, you know, a couple fucking sweet-looking young men. There's always, a, you know, a, a run of a gamut of different types of actors, right? Typical shit. So, you know, everybody seemed pretty cool. I walked in, I sat down. But you know what? They were playing Broadway musicals. There was like a little uh, stereo box and uh, 
They're belting out the fucking, you know, like fucking musical theater. I'm like, oh, God, like hang me now. Like everything felt good until that moment. I'm like, oh, no. Like I, I have a diploma in theater arts. I went to a musical theater program. I'm kind of over it. I'm over it. I'm over it like my ovaries, baby. <laughs> my ovaries are over it, and I'm over fucking musical theater, baby. Like, yo, like, just, ugh, it's just not for me. So I was kind of getting rubbed the wrong way, you know. Even though there are some beautiful, great, classic musicals out there, you know. Like, yo, don't limit your tastes in acting to what I have to say. Go out and experience, you know. There are some great musicals, but, yo, that's just not my fucking kettle of fish, right? So anyways, there's this fucking musical numbers playing and shit, and it's kind of pissing me off, but uh, whatever, I got through it. So then I sit down, and I'm just kind of chilling, waiting for the class to begin. And then the acting teacher comes in, the acting coach. Hmm. She, I don't know, she was a, till this day, till this moment, like, I still don't really know what to think of her. Because she began the class with like, um, okay, everyone, um, okay, deep breath in, let it out. Okay, you're opening your heart, you're opening your mind, you're opening yourself to the possibility of the things you can be, you're letting go of the negativity and the anger and the angst and the pain that's held you back in the past, you're going forward with light and joy and levity, you're going to open yourself to your fellow actors, you're going to give yourself the chance to be who you are in this new year. You're going to go and do this and that. You're excited. You know, she just kept on like fucking cheerleading. And the whole time I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm hanging myself. I'm pulling my penis out and sticking it into an electrical socket. I'm taking a cheese grater and ripping my balls apart. I'm putting my head out the window and slamming it shut. I'm jumping off a bridge. I'm shooting a baby seal and clubbing a fucking pigeon over the head with a fucking phone book. I'm kicking a puppy in the face. I'm blasting a fucking kitten over the head with a shovel. Gun, gun, death, death, destruction. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking all these negative thoughts. I'm like, shut the fuck up and get to the point. Like, did I come here for a prayer? She basically, she basically led us in a prayer at the very beginning of this acting session. So I'm just like, okay, whatever. <clears throat> but yo, like, like I said, I mean, I can't hate the fucking positivity. You gotta love the positivity. But yo, that's just like, yo, that's like, like I said. Like, not like I said, but like I should say, that is part of the ego of being an actor, an artist. Um, yo, it's, it's um, you're always fighting for that stage time, you're fighting for the respect, and you don't want to give an inch because you, then you wind up giving a mile, you know? If I give an inch of my uh, will over to, um, to somebody, they, may, they might uh, misplace it. They might poo-poo on my uh, on my baby, shit on my baby. You know, like my baby's my art, right? And it's like, yo, you can't shit on my baby. So it's like you don't want to give an inch because then you wind up giving a mile. You want to, you know, you get defensive. You close the walls in, and, and you know, and uh, that's really in any industry, right? People want to hold on to the idea that we're all geniuses. Don't we all know everything? I'm not here to learn, even though it's an acting class. Like, how ridiculous is that? 
So, but, you know, that's just how I get. <laughs> and I understand that. So, you know, there, ain't, there was nothing wrong with her little um, intro. You know, she kind of was trying to pump everybody up. And, you know, she was working on the breathing technique, too. That's very important. You know, you got to get a nice open diaphragm for when you speak to project. You got to be loose and free of tension, you know, deep breaths in and out. That's a good fucking method of um, tension release for anything you do, right? Deep breath in, deep breath out. Okay. So, you know, after her little prayer to the class, uh, you know, and after I killed a couple puppies in my head, uh, you know, we got to work. And, um, you know, we got to work on what, they're, what is uh, what Meisner, Sanford Meisner, which is the method of acting that I was taking in this class, the Meisner method was, um, you know, his, one of his claims to uh, the acting world, his claim to the acting world, one of them, uh, is the repetition exercise. So the repetition exercise is when, um, you know, it could be multiple people, but generally it's a, it's, a, it's a duo, it's a partner situation, you know, two people. Um, they get together, and they, they do somewhat of an exercise when they repeat, they repeat certain phrases back and forth to one another, certain phrases back and forth to one another, in order to reach a certain emotional inner life, to be true in their imagination and their emotional inner life. So this is like a back and forth between... Uh, between um, um, two partners. Sometimes it's even done with multiple partners, like in a group setting. So, but anyways, it's like, you know, this back and forth of repeating, like, you know, um, you know, you're wearing funny socks. I'm wearing funny socks. You're wearing funny socks. I'm wearing funny socks. So like the partners will go back and forth, like kind of like saying that. And through that repetition, a rhythm starts to come and emotions start coming out and an imaginary inner life starts coming out. And it's about getting to that true core of um, being able to interact with a fellow actor, a scene partner, on anything, for any reason, with true honesty. That's the whole point of it. To get your emotion open, your emotional inner life and your imagination open and be able to just access true emotion. That's the whole point of it, to get to true emotion, to true imaginary, to, to a true inner life as an actor. That thing that makes you go, wow, Johnny Depp was so fucking amazing. Wow, Meryl Streep. Wow, fucking uh, Sigourney Weaver. Wow, um, uh, Charlton, Charlton Heston. <laughs> wow, Al Pacino. Wow, Robert De Niro. Wow, um, you know, uh, Amy Adams, wow, uh, fucking Jennifer Lawrence, wow, Samuel L. Jackson, wow, Denzel Washington, wow, Jennifer Lopez, god damn that ass. And, you know, it, it's that thing that goes, wow. So, um, you know, it's about getting to that inner life. So, you know, people are going back and forth, and it, it's kind of creepy, though. Like, picture that movie, The Master. For any of you guys who have seen, who or have not seen this movie, go check it out. The Master with um, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Amy Adams, and uh, the late, great uh, 
can't blank on this guy's name. Uh, red-headed chubby guy, brilliant actor, died of a heroin overdose. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Shout out to a struggling artist who died in the fucking under the influence and uh, fighting the good fight, man. He was an amazing actor. The Big Lebowski, um, Capote, um, fucking uh, The Master. Uh, don't want to start listing off his movies other than just to say, go check out Philip Seymour Hoffman. Again, wow. Anyway, in that movie, The Master, him and Joaquin Phoenix, they're kind of in this strange... Uh, master-student, strange belief ideology, cult-like uh, relationship. And if you've seen that movie, there, you know, the, this repetition exercise was very reminiscent of that. It's just like, you know, back and forth of, I'm doing this, I'm going there, I'm, you know, you're wearing dark shoes, I'm wearing dark shoes, I'm wearing dark, like, it just, I don't know. Maybe that's not the greatest comparison. I shouldn't have really gone there, but it, well, I mean, shouldn't, wouldn't, couldn't, who cares? But, it just had a really strange cult-like feel to it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I can't call it that, but that's how it felt. So um, anyways, what I garnered from this was like, sometimes big chicks, they want to be thugs. There was this big woman, you know, she was this big actress lady, you know. Oh, you know, baby go bump, 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 you know, bugdonk donk you know, but she was a big honey. And uh, man, like the, the thing I noticed about big, strong female actresses, you know, they're, they're not the petite type, right? They're not, generally speaking, the small petite, oh, save me, save me, my prince in shining armor. No, they play more of a verbose kind of, um, you know, more authoritative kind of a character, usually, in film and theater. And, you know, something about them, they just, you know, they want to be thugs, you know? And there was this woman, she was doing the repetition exercise, man, and she was mad aggressive, Right off the hops, she's just like, You're stupid! You're stupid! You're stupid! I'm stupid, you're stupid! Like, she's like screaming at her scene partner, and it's like this back and forth, shrilly, angry, loud, obnoxious. <laughs> and, like, and this big woman, she's just trying to be all thug, 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 what thug? And she's just like thugging it, just screaming. And yo, know, like, the, the audience was like cringing. I mean, this, the class were just like, Ugh. So then, like, um, you know, the, the, the acting teacher, the Meisner teacher, she gets in there and she goes, um, she gave some really good advice. Um, she basically said, you know, you're being loud. You're not really connecting with your scene partner. And it's all on the same tone. It's all on the same beat. It's not that multifaceted, dynamic, um, surprising sort of emotional life that is what inspires, you know, good acting. It's, it was just kind of like, you know, it was very like, some people call it like a, like a grinder, like a, like an ice grinder, you know, like, like you're grinding up, you know, you just, you know, like, it was just, it didn't ring true. It was kind of phony. It was loud. And, uh, yeah, she critiqued the shit out of her. <laughs> and uh, this big woman, this big thug, 
and uh, Slim Thug. Anyway, she was up there talking shit, and, uh, you know, it got me thinking, you know, hmm. Like, I started to have some respect for the theater teacher, rather the acting teacher. And, uh, you know, because, like, you know, like I expected her just to kiss ass and say, okay, you students did, you know, like, usually, I don't know. It, it's hard to read a good acting teacher because they have to be somewhat free of ego to teach you because, you know, unfortunately, there's the, there's the stigma that those that can't teach and those that can do, right? Which is a fallacy to an extent. Just because you can teach something doesn't mean you can't do it, right? So, you know, that being said, I do have my opinions on what is or isn't a good acting teacher. For me, they have to be somewhat egoless, um, objective. They can't be, you know, they have to be on point. They can't just be giving advice. Like, I've had acting teachers just cut other people down because, you know, it's obvious that they're jealous or insecure as a performer themselves they got stuck in some shitty acting job sorry some shitty teaching job and they're pretty joyless in what they do so they're very condescending condescending hypercritical this that and the other so you know and an acting teacher i look for a few things like you know objectivity um somewhat of a humble nature and um Affability. You got to be able to connect with people, right? You got to be affable, in my opinion. So, you know, there's a few things going on with this acting teacher that I did like. She was very blunt to the point, but also affable, teaching, extending. And, uh, you know, it turned out pretty good. Turned out pretty good. I mean, um, so that's what happened. It's like, I, I wasn't sure if I liked her so much. But I did respect what she was saying, and I did respect her teaching. I was like, okay, she, she's, she's objective, she's fair, she's a little, I don't know, with that whole fucking prayer thing like I told you at the beginning, and a little, little fucking heavy on the criticism, but it's all very objective, and it's fairly positive. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still in, I'm still, I'm still on board at this point, you know what I mean? So then it comes to me. And I get up there, and I'm doing the repetition exercise. And again, um, I hope this isn't going over. I hope, um, I hope I'm making sense. Because acting is truly one of those things that are, like I said, it's a trade that you can only really learn through experience. And the theory of it makes a lot more sense while you're doing it. And why it's so important to focus on imagination and emotional inner life is because it is what truly makes a performance pop. It's that fucking thing when you're watching your favorite actor and it's like, damn, they're there. I'm on that ride with you, you know? And, you know, I hope I'm... And that's what's important to me. And that's why I'm talking about it on this episode, you know? Because that's the thing I'm striving for. You know, an actor's work is never done. You know, it's a lifelong process. A lot like being a comic. It's a lifelong process. I'm always in uh, growth mode, learning mode. Even though I'm not always open to it. Like I said, as an actor, I have my ego. I have my defenses. I have my wants. And sometimes they interfere with the craft. Because that's a, a lot of what this emotional work and this imagination work is about. It's about cutting through to the core of your ego and putting that shit aside, 
to serve the moment, to be in the moment and serve the scene, to serve your partner on stage, on screen. And uh, this is the stuff that, ah, oh, this is the stuff that dreams are made of. This is the shit that gets my bed wet. Oh, you know, I got a heart on right now. This is the type of shit that's interesting to me. So, um, anyway, I get up there and um, I handled myself pretty good, you know? It was my first time in a long time doing that uh, repetition exercise. I even had to humble myself a little bit. The teacher at the beginning, the teacher at the beginning of the class asked, "So, uh, Jonathan, um, so you're new to the class. Uh, do you have any um, experience with uh, the Meisner repetition exercise?" And I said, "Yeah, um, I read Sanford Meisner's book. Uh, I have a knowledge of it." She goes, "Well, have you ever done it? Do you have any experience doing it?" I'm like, "Oh, not that I can recall, but it's not really my thing. But you know, I'm here to check it out." I was kind of humble there because I didn't want to get into the fact that, yo, like I've been acting for a while. I have done the exercise before. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to take away her thunder. You know, I didn't want to play Mr. Know-it-all right off the hop. I wanted to play possum a little bit, a little, be, little you know, let my knowledge be known for myself. Don't have to stand up and say, yeah, I know everything about Meisner. I sucked his dick. Like, you know, like, I, I just wanted to be humble. Though... I sh- you know, you shouldn't, I mean, I didn't really lie. You know, you shouldn't be humble to the point when you have to lie about your, about your credits and your, in your experience. So I, I didn't really lie. I just said, well, not that I can recall. Because I, I, to be honest, I know I've done the exercise, but I can't really recall it with any, it doesn't, it's not, like I said, I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> you know, I was drunk a lot in college too, right? And, um, high and uh you know so like i can't really recall those exercises with any real sense of vividness it's a little hazy so anyways i jumped my ass up there and i got into it and yeah it felt good and the class was digging me and the teacher was digging me and i still got the old charm um we had a moment of confrontation like i said the ego and also like like i said i'm struggling with um I'm taking these acting classes to be a part of a community. The honesty is I don't know how open I am to be in an acting class. I don't know how much I'm open to that. I don't really want to be taught. I'm kind of in the place right now where I just want to... uh, I just want to jump out of the nest, let the chips fall where they lie. Like I want to get out and go out for auditions and just swing... And if it connects, it connects. If not, on onward and upward, on to a new day. I've apprenticed long enough, right? But the humility in me has to also be open to growth and learning. So there was a little bit of a confrontation because um, I felt like she unjustly, she unjustly, unjustly at one point made a criticism of something I did. Um, she asked me, without getting too convoluted, she basically asked me a question. She said, um, how did your scene partner, how did, how did you feel, or she said, how, how was it with your scene partner just a moment ago? Like we were doing the repetition exercise, you know, um, you're wearing strange socks, I'm wearing strange socks, you're wearing strange socks, I'm wearing strange socks, like we're going back and forth. 
And, uh, you know, she goes, how was it with your scene partner? And I go, ah, it felt, it felt, um, it felt uh, appropriate. She goes, oh, well, that's a judgment or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, well, you asked for my opinion, and my opinion would be, is a ju- isn't your opinion a judgment anyways? Like, you asked me what my opinion was, and you said, how was it? And I said, it was appropriate. Like, what do you mean? Like, you're just, that's what I asked the teacher. I felt like it was a kind of a jab, a criticism, like, a, you know, it, you know, it, it didn't really serve to teach me anything. I felt like it was more like a scolding just like an arbitrary point that she was trying to make to, you know, to have the upper hand and uh, to crack the whip or whatever, right? So we had a strange little moment, but we worked through it. It wasn't anything big. She kind of explained herself, and then we moved on. And, uh, you know, uh, towards the end of the... But towards the end of the class, man, it was intense. It was like this, like, like I said, sometimes with this repetition exercise, there could be multiple people, right? So a few of these women got, there was a few women that got on stage and they were doing the exercise and they were going back and forth with each other, blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that and da, 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 and blah, 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 you know, and it got really intense and like the volume was getting raised and everybody was yelling and this and that and it was like, um, and a lot of emotion and tension and whew, you know, and I was getting a little turned on. I'm like, holy shit. At one point they're like, they're hugging and they're like running their hands through each other's hair. I'm like, this is awesome. I was like, holy fuck, is this like a Nexium sex cult? Like, what the fuck? I was ready to whip my cock out and just really be in the moment. I was getting real turned on. I'm like, I love this. I forgot how invigorating acting class can be. Oh, there were some hot ones there, man. I'm telling you. There were some good-looking hens at this meeting, right? Sorry, this uh, this acting class. I'm telling you, there were some really, like, some really tender hens. And, um... Anyways, uh, having a sip of coffee. Anyways, um, it got really emotional towards the end. And uh, I, uh, I can't explain it other than that. Like, they, the girl, the women, they really achieved their goal of exploring some emotional territory. They took some risks and they really put it out there on stage, which is what is interesting in a performer. They took a journey. They took an emotional journey, which as an audience member was a thrill to watch. It truly was. They really put it out there. So, um, you know, it was just, but like I said, it had this real erotic feel to it. Like at one point they were like, you know, crying and embracing each other in each other's arms and looking tenderly into their each other like there's one Angelina Jolie looking fucking broad and this other fucking um you know this other little blonde chick they're just looking into each other's eyes and just you know and they're just they were weeping and they put their hands on each other's hearts and they're staring deeply into each other's eyes and running their hair running their hands through each other's hair and just being there in this tender moment of womanhood I was just, <sighs> As a, you know, like, a, uh, it was hot. But like, you know, of course I joke. It, it, was, it was mainly a, a real emotional fucking moment. And uh, that's where I saw the value. That's where I saw the value in the class. I'm like, okay, I could come back to this. This is something I could try in the future.
Because um, like I said, my ego got in the way. I momentarily butted heads with the uh, acting teacher. I don't even know if that's even fully true. I mean, it could just be in my own perception. Because like I was very calculated in my words. Like I didn't, I didn't raise my voice. I wasn't heated. I just was kind of like, you know, I put up a little bit of a barrier. I said, hey, wait a minute. Like you can't just give me this type of instruction and condescend me. Like I didn't say those words, but like that was the vibe I was putting out. The vibe I put out was like, hold on a second. Like you can't just say this to me arbitrarily and give me this. Like explain, please explain yourself because I'm not an idiot. Is more or less the vibe I put out with some of her uh, critique. And it really got me in touch with uh, some of the things I need to work on, like my ego. And she even mentioned some of my, in some of my uh, exercises, she had mentioned like, you know, she gave me some good compliments too. I shouldn't just focus on the negative. She said I was really intense and she could tell that, you know, she gave me some good compliments like, you know, I'm an intense actor and blah, 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 whatever, right? You know, kind of God's gift to acting. I think she might have said that, something like that. Like, holy shit, like, you're God's gift to acting. Did you, did you ever know that? I'm like, well, I kind of had a hint. So she mentioned that I was pretty much the most brilliant actor she ever met, something along those lines anyway. But, the, but then she also mentioned um, there was a moment when I was kind of defensive, which was right. I, I kind of picked up on what she was saying there. I said, yeah, you know, like, there, like uh, there was a moment in the exercise with my scene partner where I was really playing a defensive note. Instead of letting what my partner was saying really sink in, instead of letting what my partner was saying sink in, take the, take the gift of what my partner was saying and have it affect me, instead of taking that and exploring where that emotion could go, I was just getting immediately defensive. You know, sometimes people say things to you. And, you know, in a scene, it's one thing to be defensive, just to, to negate. Like, you're accusing me of something? The answer is no. I didn't do that. You're accusing me? No. I mean, that's just being defensive. Or you could take it like, oh, you're, you're accusing me. Well, um, well, what does that do to you? What does that emotionally do to you to be accused? Where does that emotion lead? I mean, yeah, I could just get defensive. Like, no, no, uh, no, I'm not, whatever, right? Or you can really think about, like, what does it mean to be accused? How does that make you feel? Like, you're accusing me. You're accusing me. You're accusing me. You're accusing me. I'm accusing you. You're accusing me? I'm accusing you. You're accusing me? I'm accusing you. You're, you're accusing me. I'm accusing you. You're accusing me? So like, that's the, kind of like the back and forth you would go with your partner to try to really explore an emotional inner life. Rather than just, I'm accusing you. You're accusing me? And just get all defensive or whatever, right? Like, and through these exercises, you tap into your emotional inner life, your imagination, and it makes you more pliable, more readily accessible, more able to jump in with full true emotion in an acting scene, which makes you, ideally, a truer actor. 
an honest, true actor. So that's what we're trying to get at. So, um, yeah, basically I had a great experience, you know. Uh, and it felt good to be back in the community of actors, man. Like I said, just hanging out with those dorks, you know, seeing the glow of hope on their fucking faces, seeing some of them fucking, I'm telling you, there were some hotties there. And, um, you know, just being back in that environment, the hope, um, you know, everybody was really cool and kind. One of the girls made um, ginger molasses cookies. So, you know, um, she gave me a ginger molasses cookie. I nibbled on that on my way home from the rehearsal. Um, this one dude, um, I don't know, he might have been a gay man hitting on me or something, right? It kind of felt a bit of a gay vibe, but maybe not. Maybe it was just like, um, I don't know, some spiritual yogi, some dude who did yoga. He's like, hey, do you want this uh, free yoga pass? He was like giving out free yoga passes to people. He, I guess he works as a yoga instructor or some shit. So actually, that was really cool, you know? I mean, I'm hamming it up there, making fun of him, you know, accusing him of being gay because he does yoga, <laughs> as if being accused of being gay is an accusation anyway, but... um. It, uh, you know, it was kind of strange, you know, but also kind of cool, you know, he was giving out these little yoga passes, and, uh, yeah, so, like, um, I was just happy that I went, I explored this new, um, opportunity of, um, these acting classes, so in the future, I'm pretty sure I will go back and, uh, at least give it a couple more shots before I close the door on it, because my ego, like I said, there's, there's, you know, while I'm while I'm a lot freer of ego when it comes to um, my daily interactions with people, like when I'm dealing with a person at work, when I'm dealing with a person at a recovery meeting, a friend, like when I'm dealing with people, I'm a lot more open-minded. I'm a lot more free of ego. I'm a lot less defensive. Though in my art and my in my well, definitely in my comedy, because in my comedy, um, you know, it's me versus the audience. You know, you know, f- fl- fucking f- fatal flying guillotine, chop off your fucking head. Like that's the idea of being a comic. You know, you're going for the fucking throat. Like I'm spitting my fucking truth as a stand-up comic. If you don't like it, fuck you. Suck my balls, drop dead and die. Roll over in your grave and fucking get the fucking worms up your asshole. Like I don't fucking care. I'm the master in this fucking situation here. You're the fucking dominant. Sorry, you're the fucking... What do you call that shit? You're the fucking... Um, what, what do they call those little... You're the, you're the fucking gimp. You're that fucking person with a zippered mask on your face stuck in a box. And I'll let you out once in a while to fuck you and then slap you with a fucking garden hose and shove you back into your little box. I'm the master. You're the dominant or... what? Subdom or you're the fucking gimp is what I'm saying to you, you fucking idiot. When I'm on stage as a comic, fatal flying guillotine, chop off your fucking head, fuck you, drop dead and die. But as an actor, <laughs> you gotta be a little bit more like open and uh open to ideas and interaction with people and shit. You can't always be so combative. So it's like uh, you know <laughs> sometimes as an actor you gotta be the gimp. Put a zipper mask on my face, you know? <laughs> Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. <laughs> I'm gonna get medieval on your ass. So, yeah, that's what's coming up for me uh, in the next couple weeks. Uh, down the line, I can talk a little bit more about that. I'm gonna be taking these acting classes. Very fortunate and grateful to be doing so. 
Um, oh yeah, they ended on a prayer that was kind of fucked. Well, not, not not really a prayer, but like more or less some of that shit, you know. You're going for your goals. You're open to a new life. You're stronger than you've ever been. You're seeing things that you've never sung. You're singing songs that you've never singed. It's just like, yo, man, I just want some pussy, yo. This class is dope. <laughs> I joke, I joke, I kid, I kid. It was a really enlightening class. Uh, yeah, I was back at work. A uh, couple more things to talk about before I get out of here. I was back at work today. A uh, little bit of a snowy situation in downtown Toronto. Blah, blah, blah. Who gives a fuck? This is a podcast about performing. So, you know what? As I perform as a performer, actor, comedian, I also perform as a janitor. Yeah, anything that makes the sound of a buck. I'll wash a floor, scrape a toilet, whatever, right? So I also work as a janitor. Who gives a fuck? I was back at work as a janitor today. Very grateful scrubbing floors and mopping toilets after a evening of um, Sanford Meisner acting exercises. I was back to reality, mopping floors. <laughs> That's the life of a fucking performer. You gotta fucking go hard. You gotta go hard. You know, you gotta go home. You gotta go home or go big or go home. You know, I throw myself into my acting and uh, everything else is subsidiary or uh, whatever. Everything else is inconsequential. I mean, I'm not going to waste my time doing a job I don't give a fuck about. I'll just do the most menial bullshit, be grateful to do it, try to help out my coworkers, and uh, boom, I make a couple bucks, pay my rent. Who gives a fuck? I'm an actor. I'm a comic. So yeah, I was mopping floors today. Who gives a fuck? Uh, What else do I got? I got a couple notes here I'm looking at. Uh, And yeah. Today, um, before I get out of here, I want to tell you a little bit about uh, some of the things that are coming up. Like I said, back in the new year, getting good uh, physical results, working out a lot, feeling healthy. So after this uh, podcast recording, I'm going to go and work out, you know, skip some rope, do some push-ups, arm curls, bicep curls, shoulder presses. Maybe I'll go take a yoga class with my new little acting buddy. Who knows, right? I got to keep the body working. Playing bass guitar like a motherfucker. Playing bass like a motherfucker. Earning a couple bucks as a janitor. And I'm going to be able to buy some new bass guitar gear. Coming up very soon here. I'm going to have details on that to come. It's really cool. I'm very grateful. I'm feeling a lot better as a bass player these days too. Like something's happening where I'm finding my sound. I'm getting a lot more confident. And uh, the playing is just sounding a lot better than it has before. Like when I pick up the bass these days, I'm, I just feel kind of inspired. I'm, I'm, I'm ripping off, uh, not ripping off, but uh, laying down these little licks, you know, just jamming. You know, having fun with it and sounding pretty damn good. It's a journey that I'm on and uh, like the acting thing, it's a lifelong process. Um, doesn't come easy to me, music. It's my hobby, it's my interest. It's not exactly the easiest thing for me, but I have interest and I got passion at it and I'm rocking with it. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm gearing up to do some video logs, vlogs, video podcasts. So like um, I've been looking online, uh, different ways to build backdrops, right? Uh, Little backdrops and little um, scenery stuff for this new vlog that I'm going to be starting. Yes. It's basically the podcast, but I want to have a couple episodes that are, you know, video podcasts, video episodes of the Jonathan Ramchand, the podcast, right? 
Just something different to, you know, shake it up, you know? Something new, something new and intriguing for my dear listeners. Stay tuned on that. Uh, and the creme de la creme, the finale on this episode. Get your fucking ears open, ladies and gentlemen. Our righteous Mike, January 31st in the year of our Lord, 8 p.m., downtown Toronto. Details posted on jonathan-ramtran.com. Our Righteous Mike. Yes, the first show of my production schedule for the year is going to be up and going this Thursday. If you're in the downtown area, please check out jonathan-ramtran.com. Check out this. Uh, check out the event listing. Come down to the show. I'd love to see you. You know, I'm feeling good, hopeful, grateful. Things are coming to fruition. Hallelujah. Hopefully, more shows to come. Got a killer lineup. Couple killers, local killers in the scene here. You know, couple shitty comics. No, I'm just kidding. I'm the only shitty comic on the bill. But it's going to be a great night. Come check it out. All right. Our Righteous Mike. Hallelujah. And I think that's going to do ya. It's your old sucker buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtrat. Reporting live for duty on this glorious, spandiferous, spandiferous, January 28th, 2019, in the year of our Lord. Again, questions, queries, qualms, hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Again, I can't see it. I can't say it enough. Our Righteous Mike. The event is listed on the podcast website. If you're in the Toronto area, please do come down and see us. All right? Till next time, you live it, you love it, you realize it. Peace.